so good. I just didn't feel like playing anymore. So I went home and I got all comfy and cozy and all scrunched up in front of my phonograph. And I sat there and I closed my eyes and listened to all the sweet music. Electric Soul friends, how have you been? I hope you've had an amazing summer and done things you've never done and shared awesome experiences with awesome people. I know I have and it's been a great few months, but I've missed you and I've missed doing this podcast. It's been a few months since the last Electric Soul pod and to be honest, I've been sitting on this episode for a while now. I remember first recording it and being so stoked on the conversation I got to have with one of my favorite and honestly most thought-provoking artists, Michael Menert. Michael and I sat down earlier this summer and talked philosophy, his weird and winding career path, personal growth, relationships, really everything under the sun, which is something I have always admired about this thoughtful artist. He's always ready to go deeper, be intensely honest, and just share his unique perspective on the world. So I'm really excited to share this conversation with you because it encouraged me in so many ways. As always, all the music featured in this episode is written and produced by the guest, and you'll also hear Michael's latest release along with his band, The Pretty Fantastics. Let's get started. What's up, guys? This is Michael Menner, and you're listening to Electro Soul Podcast. I was really excited to do this interview because it gave me a chance to explore some of the things that go on outside of just making music and more in the realm of trying to preserve yourself in a world full of adversity and and try to preserve your craft while trying to make money off of it. I hope you enjoy it. (laughs) Michael, thank you so much for being on the show. I got to tell you, like you were one of the first people that popped into my head for, for who I wanted to have on this show. And I told you a little bit about my own motivation for doing it, which is just to, to really get to know the artists that make the music we love and share like the story behind the music. And you have such a great story to tell. And so I'm just really happy to that you're here today. Oh, thank you. Uh, it's a, the pleasure's all mine. <laughs> where, you, where have you been at? Like, what have you been up to? I've been working on just a bunch of music. I've got a six song little mini album EP type of thing finishing up called Slow Coast 2. Uh, it's going to be out at the end of the month, and then I've been working on the Pretty Fantastics album with the band, and that's pretty much done. It's just being edited right now by myself, and then it's going to be mixed. Yeah, I've just been kind of catching up on music. I spent a lot of time working uh, for and with Mickey Hart in the last couple of years, and it um, and it was a, an amazing experience. But by doing so, I kind of put a lot of my own music in the back seat, so it's time to let it have the driver's seat again, you know? Yeah, that's awesome. That's got to be really exciting for you. Oh yeah, I, I, mean, I, still I touring, learned. right? Like, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm doing shows here and there. I got like one of the reasons I was kind of happy to have some time away from doing music is that it kept me from having to kind of hate the songs, or, <laughs> you know, instead of just making new stuff. It's like if I hadn't taken this break to really just find what I love about music and listen to albums again and just 
kind of just create for myself rather than just trying to make a song on the three days I have between shows to try to make like something the crowd can get into, you know, like when you're only making music in that sense, it, it's great because you can make some really effective stuff that make, that gets you hyped up. But it's also like, it makes you view music as only business in a way, you know? As only like a service industry to to the uh, the show, which is I mean that's part yeah. of it, but I also think that there's so much of of albums and things like that that people fall in love with. You know, I think that like a long like long before we ever go to shows, we're kids and we fall in love with with albums in our headphones or through the speakers at our parents' house. You know, it's just like the the, the connection with music is so dominated by shows because that's the only way for artists to make money right now, and it's it's great, but it's also unfortunate because there's a lot of types of music that doesn't you know, that you don't want to go and watch for two hours at a show, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's kind of crazy how much the music industry has changed and how much those changes in the industry influence the way that the artist works. Like, I, mean, I mean, if you're always thinking about your tour and you're always thinking about what how your music is going to affect a crowd as opposed to just, you know, how somebody might listen to it on their headphones. And something you always say, which I really appreciate, is like, you know, you're your goal is to make music for like a soundtrack for people's lives. That's not always going to be like the banger at the show. Yeah. It's not always going to be the, you know, the peak of your festival experience. Sometimes it's going to be, you know, a low point where it, it, you know, it saves you from yourself. So it's like, I think that that's, you know, and those things can coexist in live shows too. I think that, but, 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 uh, I don't know. I think the whole thing with, you know, like you see a lot of artists that start out playing, you know, sets on Ableton or on, you know, on different tools and playing like more of their own music. Eventually, a lot of artists that tour for a while start kind of falling in love with CDJing or DJing vinyl because it just becomes this way to kind of detach yourself from your own music while you're up there. You know, I've seen that trend happen with with some of my friends and some of the some of the people that I've seen in the scene. So uh, it's definitely something that I, I don't know, I just didn't want to keep feeling like I could do better if I put more time in, but I didn't have time because I was out on the road trying to make money to stay alive, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I'm, I bet it kind of, I mean, helps your own, it always helps your own creative inspiration a little bit when you work on other people's stuff as well. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, Mickey is a genius in the studio and has so many crazy ideas. He's a, uh, you know, I learned so much about different uh, indigenous rhythms and, and different ways to, to to hear things and manipulate things it was really like i mean it was like a crash course in how to make some of the craziest music out of organic sounds and how to like <laughs> you know uh make a make an electronic album without using synthesizers basically you know like like the whole thing was he he wanted it all to be you know he didn't want to have bass guitars on it at first he didn't you know anyway a bunch of a bunch of things that that, that were really amazing challenges you know on the on the course of making that that album and on working on a lot of the projects and i'm I'm very thankful to have that because I learned so much that I can that helped me since in my own music and in, in, in working on music with other people. It's just been, you know, it's it's it was like getting a master's degree in in uh in in the studio for people that like like him and Zakir Hussein and uh you know Tom Fly who was the engineer for uh, all of Rick James's stuff and Curtis Mayfield's stuff and then uh, Bob Brockman who did like Notorious B.I.G. stuff you know and then you know, all the people now, wow. you know, um, it, like I basically, you know, like I, I, I got to sit and, and look over the shoulders of and learn from and collaborate with a lot of people that, that are heroes of mine and, and, and of a lot of the musical world. So it's, uh, it's definitely, uh, you know, I, I'm very thankful for that, but I'm also equally thankful to be able to take that knowledge and apply it to my own, my own musical journey, because 
it's been three years since I released any music and it's about time for me to do something. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. I bet you're just itching to get, get out there. And man, that's such an amazing opportunity. I, I was checking out some, you know, like the dead's live sets and, yeah. um, you know, the more recent stuff. And I do have friends who, who go to those shows like with their parents and, and, you know, they grew up on that music and I yeah. really didn't, my parents weren't really like into it. Like, yeah. and, and, and I was looking at that machine that Mickey has and it's, it's insane. Like, oh yeah, it's it's a it's a custom built thing called the beam that's piano wire strung on a on a C channel, which is like an I beam from construction cut in half into a shape of a C for a channel for like wiring and things that go through. Um, yeah, and then it's yeah, it's just got custom pickups that are made by the company that makes like uh, you know seismograph technology for earthquakes and stuff. You know, so it's there was a there. There's a lot of science there, and and and, and honestly, that, that was such a huge thrill to me because at first it was just so daunting to have all this, you know, to be like, hey, come come work on some stuff, well, come figure some stuff out, and then all of a sudden you're you're like, no matter what I've done, nothing is anything like the equipment out there, you know? It's like nobody has equipment like that, so it's hard to find anybody with any expertise in it, you know? So it's kind of, you're kind of like you're you're just rediscovering the wheel, so to speak, with all that stuff, and it was fun to to watch someone that, you know, like, like Mickey, that's been working with that stuff for years or decades and, and to, and to be able to help kind of mold, uh, the current state of it and hopefully the future of it, you know? Yeah. I like, it was really eye opening to see that. I was, I was just like, okay, I got to kind of, you know, fill myself in a little bit on, on what's going on here. And I was just like <laughs> blown away. It was, it was not what I was picturing. And it, yeah, oh, yeah, it looked like it belonged in like a science lab. Oh yeah. It's on I mean, a stage. It's... Yeah, it's crazy. It's the craziest thing. We traveled to to New York with it. I mean, it's just to to do the Hayden Planetarium. I mean, it's just it's it's a whole beast of its own. Sony, it's like yeah, it's like kind of like taking the all the things that the computer would do and like the sounds that it kind of makes through whatever computers do and yeah. and and putting it in a, like a machine like like finding sound effects for a movie, you know, you have to go find oh, the yeah. real life sounds. Yeah, exactly. I mean, a, a lot of that was, you know, digging with Mickey through archives of stuff that he's had and kind of finding samples that he can trigger during that stuff and different things that he liked and, and you know, uh, kind of culling the, the banks of old versions of it he'd had and stuff. And it just, I mean, it, it was a crazy process. And it's, still, you know, it's, it's, it's really, you know, one thing I can say is it's inspiring to see someone that's in their 70s that is that driven to be in the studio every day just you know like every day he wants to discover new things and he doesn't ever want to just fall into that same comfort zone of like this is what it sounded like yesterday you know no, at times amazing. to a frustrating uh you know to a frustrating end where you're like come on like you like this yesterday what's going on you know but uh but, it's, <laughs> it, but 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 to see someone that's you know that's been doing it for that long and isn't burnt out on him rather is more driven than ever maybe you know it's just it's a uh, it's inspiring and it makes me feel uh like there's a future you know, if, if you keep your mind, uh, excited about it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that it, it inspired me to start listening to that music and I never had before. So if any, any y'all listeners yeah. that have never checked that out, go watch a video. It's, it'll blow your mind. It's just really, it's really cool that, that people have come up with that and, and are still after all these years, like, trying to discover new things with it. And it's so neat that you have been able to work on that. And that, that I think is part of the reason yeah, that, you know, we're not trip. face to face today. You're in California. Um, I'm here in Colorado and you moved out there. How long ago? Uh, about a year and a half ago, October of 2016, basically. 
although I'd, I'd already been working out here for about eight months, nine months with Mickey. And it was just getting to the point where I couldn't, you know, I had, I had such a divided life where I'd either be on the road or at Mickey's and I'd be home for like two or three days every 10 or 15 days. And it just didn't make sense, you know, to, to, yeah. to be away that much. And uh, my fiance loves California and just, you know, we never thought we'd really have an opportunity to live here because it's a, you know, cost of living is high here. And it's just, it's hard to kind of find a place to fit in if you don't already have a scene and people, you know, in the music scene are here are very particular and very picky. And I've never really had a huge following in California. So, um, you know, we basically packed, like, it, it's actually funny. The last two times I've played big shows or last couple of times I played Red Rocks, actually, I, uh, I packed everything into a Jeep and a trailer and then moved everything and then left some of our stuff back at, at our house in Denver. And then after the last Red Rocks performance, I sold the house and got a trailer on a Toyota oh. Corolla and packed the rest of it. <laughs> oh my gosh, like, that's so have, great. Have made this little tradition of, of doing something crazy after every Red Rock show, <laughs> like move across country. Really? What's something else crazy you've done after a Red Rock show? If you want to share that information. Gotten kicked out of hotel rooms way too fast. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard that it's a really unique little bubble up there in NorCal. um, But I don't know if that's like further in than you are because you're out on the coast. Is it, what is it called? The Lost Coast? Is that really the name of it? The Lost Coast. Yep. Yep. It is. Uh, I live in a little town called Anchor Bay and there's only 76 people that live here, I think. Um, There's just a little... A little wow. shop down at the at the at the bottom of the hill. I live like about 250 yards from the beach, about 100 yards from the beach. Uh, on the way to the beach, there's a little uh, grocery store, a Thai restaurant, a Mexican restaurant, a yoga studio, and a cafe. So there's you know pretty much anything I want. I can live right right within walking distance of it, and uh, and it's nice. I mean you know I I get to go and tour a lot, which are you know. Not a lot right now, but I get to go and and travel and see the world. So when I get to, so so I don't feel so isolated. I guess you know I don't I don't have the sense of being all alone somewhere. And honestly, it's really nice. I think that people talk. You know, people say that perception is reality, and I feel like when you're, um, when you're around a lot of people that have common perception, especially at a time like like now where a lot of people feel like the end of the world is coming and like our you know our country's uh, falling up, you know, tearing at the seams, and and, and 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 I tend to agree with a lot of those sentiments. I think that when you're around a lot of people, you kind of feel this psychic tension, or like this, you know, this uh, this con, this subconscious tension between everybody because we all know that everything's kind of fucked. And um, I don't know. I just like being <laughs> able to come away. I, I like to be able to come away from that and kind of live within the reality that my own mind creates around me. You know, like I, like when you're a kid, you can sit there and vividly imagine, you know creatures and characters around you while you're running to the forest or through a park and you can just you know you can play make-believe so so accurately and i think that you know the more we are around each other's reality it's like we we get scared to be in our own so to be able to have this little place that i can uh you know think weird thoughts and get lost in them and kind of pretend like i'm the last man on earth out here it's it's nice that makes me want to move to a deserted beach somewhere. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like you can just kind of let your imagination go. And well, I'm sure it does wonders for your creativity. Because sometimes you get, you kind of get stuck in the scene or you're stuck in the routine yeah. or the grind. You're just like, you lose that. and You're just so used to seeing the same stuff. Yeah. And, and, and Denver, you know, Denver had a lot of love for me, which was awesome. But it also meant that, like, people recognized me. So it's like, you know, there'd be days where I'd just be in my sweatpants, like, unshaven, 
you know, had stayed up all night in the studio and <laughs> just wanted to go get just wanted to go get some LaCroix from the grocery store and all of a sudden I'd be taking a picture with somebody and I'd be like, Oh man, I look so bad right now, you know, like Big Lebowski style dude right now. And and it and it's just it, it's just that 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 kind of I don't know, you know, like it makes you feel self conscious. And I like just being in this place where nobody cares who I am, you know? I could yeah. And and when you live remotely like this, nobody cares who anybody is. Everybody's themselves. Everybody just is in their own grind and and doing their own thing. And there's a bunch of weirdos out here, and I love it. There's like you know, there's a lot of writers and and old fishermen and things like that. And just it's 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 a weird little pocket because you don't have like the you know you don't have the Bay Area kind of or or like the Napa Sonoma kind of vibe of of wine country or or the tech industry or just you know big budget things. And, and and big million dollar houses and 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 you don't have the uh, when you go a little further north into the you know the Emerald Triangle of of uh, that, that this is the start of in Mendocino and and Trinity and uh, and Humboldt where where you know it's kind of like this weed culture and it's, it, again it's a different culture and it's kind of clicky in its own way here it's just kind of mm-hmm. you know small town living on the coast and I like it it's not it's not bougie at all it's not it doesn't feel like this like you know Malibu coast it's kind of rugged it kind of feels like you're like the old man on the sea kind of vibe you know. Totally. Yeah, no, that that's a really good image. I kind of I kind of get that when I see some of your pictures from over there. <laughs> it's uh it's definitely it I don't know, it kind of reminds me of, like like when people go to those places where there isn't much, it's because they want to be alone. They want to yeah. be away from everybody. Kind of like Netherlands here. Like it's its own little community. Like you you go there not not trying to go into town all the time like you go there to be there and only oh, yeah. see the other people that are there yeah and and you know it's it's crazy because i've been i've been kind of digging these trails i have this really steep uh little uh cliffside and i've been digging these trails to to just have more space to kind of walk around it's honestly i haven't left i don't think i left my property in four or five days i think i don't even know <laughs> just but, 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 but i don't I, you know but I don't feel cooped up, you know, because I have like, a forest around me and it's just, it's nice, you know, it's, it's, uh, to, to, to have that, to have a place where you, where it just feels like your own little kingdom, even, even if it's small and modest compared to other people's, it's just, I think it's just necessary to keep saying, especially today when everything is being controlled by everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, you, you kind of are out of the reaches of society over there, sounds like. Yeah. So that's, it'll, it, that's it'll hit cool. here last, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly well i remember you saying you know like that that it's hard to it's hard to get in that mindset when you're um when you're here and you're always i mean the, especially denver and just anywhere near the city at all i mean maybe if you went and lived in netherland or farther yeah. out than that here like you'd have to go pretty far to get away from the denver scene especially when people know you and love you and want you to play and want you to come support and everything yeah. all the time well, yeah, and 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 it's it's also like I mean in Denver I went hiking a few times. You know, I grew up in Colorado, so I I kind of felt like I was so like not to not to say oversaturated, but that's what it felt like by like the mountains and by you know the 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 high plains and kind of the dry woods that's out there and and the evergreens and whatnot. So it was like I felt like I had explored there for twenty years of my life, and you know when I lived in Denver, I kept being like, oh, I'm so cool. I could just hop up hop up on seventy and go to the mountains and. I never did that, you know. I I stayed in the town. I went out to Cervantes. I went out to Steubens and a bunch of places to eat and you know to shows at Red Rocks and stuff. But it was I stayed in the bubble. And it's like since being here, I think I've hiked more in the last I don't know two years of being here than I had in 
last 10 in Colorado, you know? So it's, yeah. it's weird to leave. To, it's, it's weird to be more outdoorsy when you leave Colorado, which is because a lot of people go there for that, <laughs> you know? It's true. Well, that's not, now everybody's here for that. So it's kind of hard to, kind of hard to get over to those places a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Harder than it used to be. I remember I read something that you had said that I really thought was super just insightful. It was something like, um, you kind of forget like who you are, not trying, not, not being, not having kind of like this persona around everybody else. And that's kind of something that you found when you went out there. Yeah. Um, I think. And then you, you become uncomfortable with that person and who you are without everybody else around. I just thought that was like something really, it rang true for me. And I, I think we don't think about that that much. Yeah. I think, I think we're so busy that, you know, like we're, we're social creatures. So I think that our whole lives, you know, we're looking, we're kind of trying to find common experiences with people and have friends and groups. And, you know, like you, you grow up and you have a group of friends, you go to school with a group of people, you have classmates, you know, you have workmates. We, 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 we live in these very tribal settings so much that we identify with that. I think a lot of times more than with ourselves, you know, like we, we identify with the compromises we've, we've, uh, we've allowed in our, in our own personalities in order to become part of the tribe, you know? And, and I think that when, when you step away from that and, and you can assess who you are because you spend so much time just kind of on autopilot that you don't really, you're not really being conscious of how you're shaping, you know, how your emotional intelligence is growing or if it is at all. And it's just, I think that, uh, when, when you step away from that, a lot of times it can be, it can be very freeing and then also very terrifying because you're kind of, you realize that there's no, you know, you, you can't temporarily hide in the solace of others. You're stuck with yourself. And it's also, you know, it's, it's a, it's one of those things that like I, I read somewhere like a, you know, a little, a little uh, inspirational quote or something like that about how, you know, like we spend so much time like lying to ourselves when we're like the one person we should be able to trust, you know, <laughs> it's like, 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 like wow, uh, yeah. you know, and, and, and we spend so much time afraid of our own, our own consequences kind of, you know, like, like we, we, we create these fears because really when, when moments come that we're afraid of, we, we get through it, we survive or we don't. And we don't know that we didn't survive, but I think that, that so much, so much of my life has been spent in, and, and, and still at times is spent in fear of, of myself and, you know, of, of letting, letting myself down, of not making the most of life, of not being good, you know, like of not being good enough of, of, you know, we, we know we can always be better. So I think that, um, it's healthy to kind of step back and be able to see, well, am I really bettering myself or am I just like beating myself up once in a while and then ignoring it for the rest of my life, you know? Yeah. Oh man. I re I super can relate to that. Like I, I, that, that was a, a goal of mine. Like a few years ago, I was just like, it was like five years ago or something. I was just like, Holy crap. Like I, if I'm really honest with myself, I don't think I really trust myself. And that's a big problem. Yeah. Like, I think I, I'm always, you know, worried that I'm going to mess it up or that I'm, I'm going to make the wrong decision or that, it, you know, just <laughs> anything. And like, that is, yep. it's crippling and it's really uncomfortable because you're like, well, if I can't trust me, who can I trust? Like, and then yeah. you turn to everybody else for your, for the answers that only you can, can provide. Yeah. And so I think well, that's really awesome that like you even, you know, have, you need self-awareness to be able to even ask those questions. And it's hard yeah. to have that self-awareness when you're always busy and always 
you know, in the scene or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, well, and, 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 and when you have awareness of yourself through the eyes of other people all the time, I think, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's one of those things that, 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 that you, you know, like you don't, you don't know and you can't imagine before you, before you, you have the lucky, you know, the, the, the lucky ability to do this, you know, it's like, I'm so thankful to be able to, to, I'm so thankful to have these problems and not other problems, but it's also just, you know, like, like you live as a, you live as a child on stage for years and years. And then a decade goes by and you realize that like, you know, the, 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 the fans and the people are, are, are going through this revolving door and like, you're getting older and they're staying the same age. And you're just, you know, like you, you kind of find yourself oh, in this man. weird, like in this weird kind of, you know, paradox of like, like what am I doing? You know, like like who am I? Like I like I'm merely what these people think I am all the time to them. You know, and the, and then and then it's selling that that the best case scenario of that to try to keep having. You know, it's like I I feel like 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 as a musician, it's like the only job that you every day that you that you go to your job, you like you have to like have a job interview. You know what I mean? Like every day you're like you're like it's like a a performance evaluation. You know what I mean? Like it's it, like yeah, I, like I. I feel like even actors have the ability to to blame the script and the and the director. You know, like like an actor has a bad role in a in a movie, and they can blame so many things in the character. But it's like, if you're an artist and you make art that people find disagreeable or find like stupid or you know think that you think that you're an idiot for putting out or just belittle you for, it's like you can't walk away from that role. That's you, you know. So I think that it's it's just a weird it's it's a weird it's a weird life to have uh oh yeah when you put it like that that's that's a hundred percent like yeah that's one of the scariest things about being an artist i feel like yeah. like uh, there's a lot of, there's an artist in in a lot of people not everybody probably but a lot of people that they don't let out because of that exact thing oh yeah and it's I mean, very it's... scary to have yourself and your work and your creativity and all of that just analyzed by other people um, but that's yeah, part and, of what makes an awesome artist like, is when you let that go. It's like, it's like constantly having that moment where you, you know, like where, where you, uh, like you profess your love to somebody and you wait for their reaction. But that's like every time you're on stage with a song <laughs> that you love, you're just like, oh, I just told her I love her. Maybe she thinks the same thing, you know? And like, like you just look at people's faces <laughs> and, and just feel so awkward, you know? And it's, it, and it's such a weird thing because you spend all this time, like, like away from the world and like, you know, in your comfortable corner of, the, of, of, of a studio making this this piece of music that makes your life feel normal and makes you feel like you're doing something with 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 your brain and then you know and it's this very personal thing that even even if it has the intention of being in front of people it's like you've made it very personal it's a very cathartic moment and then all of a sudden the rest of that 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 song's life is being judged in front of people while you get to watch the reaction of their faces you know <laughs> so it's a it's a weird <laughs> oh my it's gosh. a very weird feeling you know it's like it's like the last thing it's like if you ask me what i wanted to do with the song after i was done with it that is not what i would say <laughs> yeah well maybe that's part of why like uh you know you you want to make i, I feel like kind of what i think of when i think of where you come from in some of your music is just like like coming alongside somebody in their life and like being there with them through the music so that it's not all focused on is this music good or not it's like how does it how does it blend with how i feel and how is it kind of helping me through something i don't you said something to maddie o'neill one time that we had talked about which was like every song is like a, a time capsule of how you're feeling in that moment i feel like that's just like a really great way to you know, like that's what an art, that's what makes an artist make music. It's not so that other people will like it. Otherwise you're not an yeah. artist. 
but it's also it's, it, it, yeah well it's it, I, mean, I mean you're a creator but you're not you know it's you're not a creative yeah. it's a uh like i think that there's it's weird because i've seen a lot of people that 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 can do it that can just sit there and like water it down and package it in a way that is like accessible to people you know what i mean and and it's a yeah. skill it's a skill to be able to be like i know that this is going to make kids on ecstasy at two in the morning lose their shit right now you know and and <laughs> i think that i think that like it's it's great but i just i i for some reason i just can't bring myself to just do that every t- every time i like i sit down i'm like i'm just gonna make a fun song for people to party to it ends up you know vibes of some crazy shadows in my in my history come through you know come through the window and cast a weird tone on everything and all of a sudden it's like wow this is what this song is now you know and it's just i don't yeah, know yeah it is great and that's what makes your music your music and it's awesome and like that's that's the thread that like runs through it and i mean that's i think that that's exactly how it should be um and i feel like that's that's how you know i've i've always the music has always stuck out to me in that way that's just very um authentic and well, thank you yeah absolutely and and we're gonna we're gonna jump back in time a little bit here because yeah we could go all over the place and we were talking about california before and how you came there from here but you also didn't you didn't really, you know, you weren't born here. You grew up here, but you came here when you were, what, five years old? Yeah, when I was five. To Colorado? Uh, almost six, yeah. When I uh, came to Colorado, uh, came to Loveland, Colorado, and stayed with this family called the Westons that my dad had met through early internet in the 80s. Um, and when we were in Germany, he found us and was like, well, hey, I, you know, you guys are refugees. I can sponsor you guys to come here and help you guys get, you know, a temporary visa and then residency, blah, blah, blah. So he helped us wow. um, get political asylum. And they had seven kids. They're a big Mormon family with seven kids. And uh, we stayed with them for the first uh, couple months we lived here. And then the guy helped uh, helped us buy the house next to his so that he could kind of, you know, be a good neighbor and whatnot. It was, he was, he was an amazing person. So our connection just died at this point. Uh, So we picked right back up where we left off. There's a tiny gap in the story, but you didn't miss anything. So keep listening and you'll be glad you did. And uh, there was this whole collective of artists called uh, Voice Box Records. That was one of the first labels I was on. That was kind of just an indie friends label type of thing. started by this guy named Mike Fidel and uh, Todd Jordan and a couple other people. And they were like the kids that were like a year older than us. They were like the, the cooler kids that knew more about hip hop and whatnot. And through that, a bunch of people, like, I mean, there was probably like 20 of us that were all rapping and producing and playing instruments and having house parties. And just, it was like this really great time where I felt like, uh, you know, for, it was when I was like between 17 and 19 and 20, I guess, 17 and 21, I guess would be like the, the glory days, I would say, where it just felt like, you know, everybody was super super on the same page we were just so driven everybody was collaborating and then that was right when everybody started either you know kids got duis kids got a girl pregnant kids got real jobs and it just eventually it was just me and derek and uh, our friend ben o'neill and i think paul was doing some stuff but he was out in maine or san francisco doing school so or no seattle doing school i'm sorry uh, but yeah yeah you know so it was, things kind of became fragmented and uh, Derek and I kept playing music in a band called Listen with a few of our friends, and it just uh, and then Pretty Lights was kind of the side project of that, where where you know we wanted to have something that we didn't need to uh, bring to the whole band for approval, or to, you know that needed to be performed as a band. We wanted to kind of do like a production album, 
um, in the in the same realm of what you know RJD2 and Bonobo and and people like that were doing DJ Shadow, you know, like the people that we grew up kind of idolizing. So so we we did take it taking a precious time without any like you know again this is us thinking that we were never gonna, like we weren't really thinking about performing the album. It's just kind of like these are awesome songs. We're gonna give this out for free and not have to worry about how we're gonna perform it or what this is gonna be like live. It's just an album that we can put out, and it was one of the most successful pieces that we ever had done. So it, that I think that was kind of when things took off for Pretty Lights. But I kind of fell out of the uh, out of the fold for a while, just through circumstances and whatever. It was kind of a a gray area time for the both of us and me, me probably more so than him because he had the the band to focus on, and I was kind of just uh, on the outskirts of of life wondering what the hell is going on <laughs> but, yeah yeah that but, that, that time's but, gotta be gotta be like crazy for you just i'm so curious about like what was kind of your emotional kind of state of that like i mean the first off you're the, going through you're yeah. you're doing amazing things and you didn't even mean to like kind of like reshape a genre and you did and then and then just like shit hits fan yeah uh, it, i mean it's it was it was only a time i mean at the, at the time i uh you know I felt very lost. You know, I didn't have, I didn't have a much, I didn't have much going for me right, right around then. And it was right, right, right when I got stabbed too. And so it was just, it was just a lot of things kind of changing for me and, and not for the better, you know? And, and also, you know, this, yeah. this, this golden opportunity that you wait for as an artist your whole life, you just you see a flash before your eyes and you see your friend be able to catch that wave without you. And you're kind of, you get lost. You know, Derek was the closest thing I had to a brother. and You know, that was, that was a, a real tough time for me to kind of navigate emotionally, I think, you know, and I mean, luckily I think that everything turned out in ways that are amazing. And, you know, my relationship with Derek is, is, is good. And, and, you know, he's a, he's a close friend of mine. He's gonna be the best man at my wedding. You know, it's it, like things, <laughs> things, cool. things have come around uh full circle. And I think that like, in a lot of ways, maybe we would have destroyed each other and ourselves if we would have stayed together. I mean, we were very, um, we were both very uh, passionate about uh, music and about partying and living life and everything like that. And I think that maybe if we were there to egg each other on, it would have been, you know, the end of us. <laughs> Either way, I, yeah. I I think that that it let him kind of come to um, a lot of great places for his music and it let me come to the same with mine, you know? I think that now, if ever we do make music again, we're both in a much better place, and and uh, and, uh, and friendship wise too. I just you know, it's you you realize the people that 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 you grew up with and that are in your life, and all the little details of why, for some reason, you know, you uh, you had anything but love for them or anything but happy feelings about the memories or whatever. It's just you start thinking about it. You're like, man, that's that's not how I want to live. You know, it's like this person's important to me, and I want to be able to live with them in my life otherwise it's like that whole chapter of your life becomes sour you know yeah so. man that like literally like i'm such a savvy person but that that shit just puts me like all teary-eyed oh. like I, <laughs> I i i i mean it just made it it's so amazing to for me i i just love um kind of watching the journey of relationships in my own life and other people's lives yeah. and they're so important and they're they're really everything um and and to you know see yeah, kind of I think that journey with your friendship that, with him and it's just awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 been great. I mean, it's been really awesome just having a friend back. You know, I think that uh last year when when he had uh you know brought up the idea of the of the gorge and kind of uh, invited me to do that, I was just awestruck and really excited and then 
leading up to that and then since then it's just been a lot of a lot more communication and whatnot i mean i, I feel stupid kind of talking about the inner workings of me and my friend's life it's so it, it's one of those things too it's so weird it's like being interviewed and and talking about you know <laughs> like your relationship with someone <laughs> that you grew up with uh um, i know i know and, 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 <laughs> and i appreciate and you it, being so open about it That's part and then of and, 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 and then imagining them being like dude i heard you talking about me what the fuck you know it's like it, 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 <laughs> and and I think that, that 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 was one of the things that I didn't realize early on, you know, is that I would speak very candidly. And I think that, you know, coming from a, a European background, I have a very like, ah, fuck that motherfucker, but I love him kind of attitude towards a lot of people, you know, like a kind of like a begrudgingly loving people. And, you know, you criticize, like, I, my family's very critical of each other. It's it's a very, you know, it's like your family's the ones that are going to call you on your shit and are going to talk shit to you because no one else will. Everyone else is going to smile and say that you're great, you know? Yeah. So it's like a lot of times I think people would catch me at times where I would speak candidly and emotionally or just kind of tongue-in-cheek about things and then that would become like the you know the, the the public opinion of what i thought about Derek or what about thought about anybody you know and i just think it, <laughs> i i wasn't i i wasn't necessarily as aware of it then as i am now and it's just in some ways i think that that might have caused tension between us you know to to become worse because there was a long time where i didn't i didn't talk to him um very much other than just like business related stuff with you know hey i got an album i want to release it this guy send it to that, that type of stuff you know just random kind of he was busy and i was busy and it was just you know it, i our relationship was he was a label boss and i was i was kind of uh you know i was one of the artists on a label from a band that i had kind of started so it was just a crazy complicated relationship to begin with you know and uh and i think yeah. that he would read things that i had said that were out of context and he'd see it as me kind of talking shit when when i don't think that's necessarily what i ever wanted to do you know i i think a lot of times people yeah. would ask me questions that questions that i was like you know you want to know the truth i, I feel fucked up about it you know <laughs> and then it would turn around <laughs> as as some kind of like you know a poignant moment when really it was just me after a show just talking to a couple of kids that ended up telling everybody <laughs> anyway. yeah totally that's that's part of you know and that's part of telling that just just being like a direct person and just telling it like it is um but that's also part of what you know people love yeah, about, it... about listening to you and having conversations with you and just like I, I think that's part of what makes um you know your fan your fans feel like kind of just tr almost trusting you in a way to just like be real about stuff yeah and, and, and i think i think i grew up in like one of the last eras where people actually where, where it was hard to find information about artists you know like i would wait for accelerator or uh you know different different magazines to have articles about artists that were up and coming in, in, the, in the worlds i liked you know because they weren't in rolling stone and stuff and you, and you try to digest as much information about artists as you could so i'd speak very candidly and then realize that it's not as necessary sometimes i don't know i yeah you're like oh well i don't know what people are going to do with that information yeah. and how they're going to Oh, they're gonna twist it around. It, yeah, it's, it's yeah, and and, 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 and then you just sit there being like, "Oh God, what did I say? I just talked. I just talked like an hour and I said everything. <laughs> I said all the words, and I don't know if it needs to make sense." <laughs> well, don't worry. I'll I'll uh, I'll give you editing rights of this uh, this podcast. <laughs> oh no, it's fine. Just make it comical. Uh, but this is part of the yeah, <laughs> and that's part of you know that's that's kind of part of what I, this is all about. Nope. It's just like digging into those like you know kind of parts that people don't always know about little time out here guys just to let you know we had some technical difficulties uh throughout the rest of the interview uh with michael's internet definitely the lost coast uh lost some of our sound waves so we moved to a phone conversation using cellular data 
all kinds of things I've learned uh, recording this podcast. And the connection was still not great, and the audio is definitely not perfect, but we made it work. So keep listening, because there are some real gems in the last half of the interview, and I'd hate for you to miss them. So let's keep on. real reasons that I wanted to, you know, have this conversation or have you on the show is because, you know, you've seen some shit in your life and you've been through some stuff and through like all of the stuff that you've been through and, and you've definitely like been really open about it, but you've never given up on your music. You've never given up on yourself or on your dream. And that's hella inspiring, and I really just want to dig into some of the wisdom and experience behind that. Okay. So, yeah, so, like, let's just kind of lay it out. Like, you've had some really pivotal points in your career. I mean, you got stabbed as you were rising to, you know, fame. You got busted on the way to your first show. You've been through losing a parent. Um, You've overcome addictions, like, in some of these lowest points of your life, like hardest points of your life, like what kind of tools did you draw on to, to kind of bounce back from that or like get through those times? I don't know. I mean, I would say that uh, the, 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 the strangest thing I learned from, from all those times is that you have to, you have to want to change. You have to want to, you know, like, like a lot of the time I spent, in my life being unhappy, I was waiting for the world to change, you know, I was waiting for like, for, 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 for sympathy from the universe or something, you know, like, 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 uh, I was kind of like, you know, like, like I, I just kind of sat there in my, in my, in my, and wallowed in my own pity or whatever. And, 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 you know, was hoping that somehow justice would just magically come to me, you know, even though like yeah. a lot of times it was like myself that was the, the person to blame, you know? Um, and, and I think that it's just, it's like it's the it's the cheesiest part of like all the you know all the wisdom put together that it's that you that you're really in control of how you feel you know and 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 and, and the unfortunate part is that is that we lose control and i mean I, I, think, I guess that's fortunate too because i mean if you didn't lose control you wouldn't you know you wouldn't try things you wouldn't um you wouldn't be daring you wouldn't fall in love you know you wouldn't take risks so it's like losing control is is, is part of it but it's also you know it's um like when I was addicted, I, I, you know, I had plenty of times where the, my family was trying to help me change, and you know, I had I had the, the world a world of support that that was there, you know, if I could if I wanted to turn to it, and I tried at times, but felt like I was ready to change that I actually, you know, quit being a junkie. It was just like, like up up until the point that, they, that the person is ready to change, you can't, you know, like like even the person themselves can't like fool themselves into thinking that they're changing, you know. Yeah, that's a really hard truth is that, like, that you can't change until you're ready to change, like, even yourself. Yeah, yeah, and and, and, and it sucks because, like, a lot of times, like, you know, and, and it's the whole thing, it's like, uh, I think, uh, who was it, like, Michael Ian Black, the comedian, just put out a book that was about how it's okay to be sad for kids, you know, because so much of our society is, 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 masking, <clears throat> is masking the way that we're going through things, you know, and just kind of brushing it off and being like, hey, it's, fine you know I'm, I'm fine everything's gonna be okay yeah and it's oh, and, it, yeah. And, and and it's like it's you have to you have to be able to maintain hope but also have like the clarity to kind of know when to when you know when it's okay to kind of tell yourself that it's not a 
I'm rambling here in a way, but it's but but like really, it's just you know the the biggest piece of the biggest piece I took away from it was that nothing was going to happen from just me wishing it did, and yeah. and 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 it's still a thing, you know. It's like I get frustrated because you know I want things to have certain um, responses, and I want I want you know I want chain reactions that to, to, to happen within music and within performance and within a lot of things in life and it's just you you know like you, you can't just you have to work for those things you know like coincidence only happens so much but you have to really you know it's like there's that famous quote about how it's you know luck is the the outcome of a lot of hard work or whatever you know what i mean like, yeah. like uh, and, and 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 i feel like that's that's the biggest piece is that it's really easy it's really easy to feel bad and and these days especially these days you have a phone and or a computer or a TV that just show you infinite, you know, on demand options of of uh parallel and seemingly better and easier and simpler lives or just, you know, um just more together lives or or more dramatic lives for people that are together. You know, it's just like like there's an easy way to just see the opposite of where wherever you're at and, and feel like, oh man, the grass is always greener, you know? And 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 it's unfortunate. You know, I've said this before. It's, it's you know, you can be on a vacation and go on Facebook and see someone having a better vacation. You know, and, and then all of a sudden you're just like, oh man, like I'm in Florida, not Bali. That sucks. You know. Yeah, and, it looks and, like humanity's at a low in that in that yeah. respect. It's just so sad. Yeah, that we do that to ourselves. Yeah, we do that to ourselves. You know, and it's it's, it's that whole thing where it's, you know it's like the 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 fact that now we have so much information and 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 so many ways like you know for you know, in, in my grandfather's in my grandfather's day and my in my dad's day it was you know like you you'd find out things about places from reading books and from visiting them and from talking to people from there you know there wasn't you couldn't just get on a machine and it could tell you like you know the population of a small town in some little province or some place you've never been you know it's like things like that where it's where where there's so much information and uh, so many ways to, to, to use that. Um, and unfortunately we live in a world where, you know, we have credit scores and we have a uh, number of views and we have bank accounts and things like that, that make us think very numerically. And I think that uh, because we get all this information, we, we do a very comparative analysis of our own lives to, to the rest of the world in a way that doesn't make sense because it's like, you know, on paper, like, my life could, you know, depending on how it's funny, it could look really bad or really good. You know what I mean? Like, like for me, from all the things that you talked about, from all the, the, the different things that had ha- that, uh, that that had happened to me, from being stabbed, you know, to you know, to, to, to being kind of an outsider coming to a country with parents that that kind of got knocked down a few pegs being here, and you know, be, I mean, every you know, every aspect of the of the human experience can be can be presented on paper. It's like, wow, look at this. This is a real fuck up, you know? And, yeah. And I think that it's just um, life's not like that, you know. Like life, like I, again, it goes back to what I said yesterday. It's like you know, you we're we're so in control of our own perception, yet we choose to have this like living hell for ourselves most of the time, you know. Yeah, <laughs> or, I mean, exactly. I'm, it's it's. And, I mean, that that's part of like how you view your own story, you know. Like there can be really crappy things on paper, and there can be really great things on paper, but like. We are all in control of what things, which of those we choose to see and in what light. And it takes a while to learn. I mean, it has for me to, to learn to, to like see the light part and, and see the, 
the good thread, and you really have to make that choice. Yeah. Well, and 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 I think it's you know it's like it's like if if you gain weight and you try to you know and and all of a sudden you realize oh shit I'm out of shape like you just wanting to be in shape and you wanting to like you putting just the the, the initial effort of 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 being like all right cool let's be conscious of this that's that's good but that's not going to get you fit you know and I feel like <laughs> like like that's the same thing psychologically you know I think that a lot of us. Like you know, we come to these conclusions, and people, you know, people have these life-changing events at festivals, and, and in their in their life, and in their romances, like that, and 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 these, you know, these great turnaround and pivotal and you know story arc moments in their life, and we forget that like it takes work from that point to get to that, you know, to make it an arc of growth. I think that you know, like psych, especially psychologically, it's, we don't exercise our our emotions, you know. The only, yeah. the only time we like our, our our emotions are basically like this like national guard that just gets called to, to battle, you know. Like every time, every time something's like fucked up, we're like oh god, we're overwhelmed by all this, you know, all this uh, this emotional like just yeah, this, no, this, I, this I, volcano, this eruption, you know, like, a, mm-hmm. like and, and 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 I'm saying we, I'm saying I'm speaking about myself and the people that I've that I've you know I've been close to or whatever and just seeing you know human behavior I'm sure there's plenty of well balanced people out there that are going to listen to this and be like man this guy sounds fucked up but but what I'm saying is <laughs> is you know in general like we we don't we don't practice we don't train like ourselves to deal with problems we don't train ourselves to you know it's like it's just like the, the only way we learn in life is by is by doing in a lot of ways and I think that's really good but I think that also like we we don't realize that sometimes you fail and that that's like a part of it. Yeah, and I, I mean you're you're speaking my language so hard because I like I'm super passionate about you know, I love physical fitness, but people and people always think about that, but they never think about like being emotionally in shape or emotionally fit and they're like yeah. they, and we also don't really know how to do it. Like it's not nearly as clear cut. You can't go watch YouTube videos on how to, yeah. you know, get your get your uh emotions in shape and but there are ways and and there are tools to do that and so i'm curious like um i guess if you have any specific things because you've talked about you know you're, you you haven't hidden the fact that like you can be really self-critical and um have like anxious thoughts and that kind of thing so like what do you do in those moments where you're just like getting down on yourself or you know you're you're kind of going down that that like spiral and and what 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 habits or what shifted for you over the years that kind of you decided to to do something differently with those thoughts and emotions to make him up i think I think that having just daily daily little things that you can do to to better yourself and your surroundings you know whether that's whether whether that's as simple as just going for a little walk just to kind of get exercise or like, you know, I've been, I've been like digging these little steps into the side of my hillside and just like an hour every day where before I go to the studio, I just go and like dig and like do this physical labor and feel like I'm accomplishing something. And you kind of like have this meditative, you know, it's, it's kind of like, I, I think it kind of makes you think of how, how when people, a lot of times when people retire, they die faster because they, they no longer, they feel like they no longer have a purpose, you know? Mm, I think, yeah. that, I, I think that if, you know, like if you, are searching for your purpose in life and are frustrated with things and have time on your hands where you're wallowing, you can spend time, you know, like plant a garden in your backyard or on your patio, you know, it's like, uh, uh, get some plants, water some plants, drink tea, 
uh, like 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 those <laughs> those are honestly. I mean, I I used to smoke cigarettes and and I used to drink a lot more, and now I drink on occasions when I'm out on shows and stuff like that. But really, when I'm home, I don't tend to drink that much or party at, at all. I mean, I smoke a, a hell of a shit ton of weed, but other than that, I just you know. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, who are you going to party with out there, really? Like, yeah, yeah. Like the forest yeah. animal? Yeah, and it's just, <laughs> you know, I, I spend most of my time on a computer, and so it's like being too drunk on a computer just makes you feel nauseous. So um, <laughs> I guess in the moment when, 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 when whenever I get overwhelmed by anger or frustration or sadness, I just, like, first, I let myself feel for a second, you know? And then, mm-hmm. like, like, uh, like, I'll let myself react to a point, you know, because sometimes you got to scream or, you know, go yeah. stomp off or something like that. And it's like, you know. Yes. Shoving your emotions down is not. Is not yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I try not to take it out on, on inanimate objects like walls and things like that, you know. Um, <laughs> I, you know, like, like because because of that, there's those moments where you're just like, God, like, I'm just so frustrated. I want to break something, you know. And and letting that dissipate usually works better than actually acting on it. Um. But yeah, uh, it's. I think that, that that like letting yourself feel it for a second and not not beating yourself up immediately for feeling it because I think our our immediate reaction is like this sucks. I don't want to feel like this. I know that I don't want to feel like this. Why am I feeling like this? Like this mm-hmm. is the last thing I want to be feeling. This is like so like after everything I've done in my life, I've still this is what happens when this like small trigger like sets me off. Or whatever. You know, it's just and 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 I think that you know whether it's jealousy or anger or sadness or fear or whatever, like you have to kind of like let it be without without letting it. Letting, without judging it without letting it destroy you I guess you know just kind of like sit with it for a second and then you know once you like emotions are illogical and so yeah you, they they, yeah. Have, they have a place <laughs> so you gotta let it feel but then you gotta let the logic come in and kind of like steer the direction okay do I want to feel like this no nope, because... nope I don't so what do I have to do to change it because a lot of it is 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 you know like like it's I mean I'm you know we're all trying to figure it out I just you know, there's times where I I've tried to bottle it up and it just becomes worse the next time. You know, and, it's, and there's times where you try to lean into it, and it gets worse. So it's, I mean, there's there's really no right way to do it. But I think that mm-hmm. that by by distracting yourself with 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 tasks and with um, objectives and with a story in, in your own life or with you know, there's so many stimulations out there right now. You know, and it's I think that if you can just balance your emotions with the activities that kind of help, you know, it's, I mean, exercise is really like a huge thing. I, I, I always like laugh at people when they're like, Oh man, you get a high from exercise and you, you know, whatever, but it's, you know, and, and, and I'm not like, I don't go and run or anything like that, but just doing like, you know, yard work and just doing, doing things that are kind of laborious, I guess, you know, around the house and things like that. It, it feels good. It feels good to better things. You know, it feels good. to It feels good to clean. I mean, sometimes mm-hmm. when you're frustrated oh, at life, yeah. just, just cleaning your shit up and like, reorganizing things and like going through something, you know, and like, I Bless think that, um, I, love, I love cleaning. <laughs> if yeah. I'm upset, that's the first thing I do is clean. Yeah. And, and, and I never, you know, I'm, I'm a really disorganized person, but like there's times where it's just, you know, I'll just go through something and kind of untangle something in my life. And I mean, another, another thing I think is just remembering that like you're, you know, you're a good person. And if you can't remember you're a good person, then like figure out why you don't think you're a good person and either, be like, wow, I do, I did, I did something fucked up. I need to atone for that, or be like, I'm not a bad person. What the fuck am I thinking this for? You know, I think that like yeah. it's so easy to feel inferior, and we we are so our own biggest fans and our our own worst critics at the same time. And I think that it's 
the it's hard to balance that. And I mean, who? I don't. I don't know. Yeah. I still. <laughs> I still get scary angry sometimes, but, you know. Yeah, I think that's, that's you know, that's, that's good. That's good. I mean, I remember the first, like, I didn't ever get angry with that when I was, like, growing up. And then, like, at yeah. some point, I was just, like, I don't know, I was, in, I was 20-something before I, like, really got super angry about something. And, like, oh, man, it felt so good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, like, one of my favorite things to do is go, uh, go like, I'll go to, like, construction sites or, like, random places that are, like, just building stuff and every, everything's, like, a mess anyway. And I'll just, like, just chuck shit as hard as I can and, and break <laughs> things and, like, yeah. find a safe place to do it because it does feel damn good. But, but yeah, I mean, I, I love I love that you said, you know, you just you got to remember that, like, you're doing your best. You're being yeah. your best person. And if you can really say that, I mean... How can you be upset with yourself? How can you be yeah. like you kind of just get to this point where you have some grace um, for and, yourself? And, and and also it's like you know nobody has ever figured out in history. You know if there was a, if there was a definite answer, then like our parents and their grandparents and 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 people somewhere in the world would would have found it and would have been sharing it. We all have little clues onto it. You know there's 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 religions that have ideas of, of ways to kind of balance your life. There's you know there's different paths of life you can follow that that are good guides but there's no there's no definite you know there's no like black and white like this is how you feel happy this is how you feel sad you know yeah oh yeah and and i think that's maybe you have to remind yourself of that because i think a lot of times you 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 find yourself in this corner where you feel like the rest of the world has it figured out and and you're unhappy and you don't understand why you know Mm -hmm. really it's, it's the whole thing and every you know we're we're blessed with this gift of of being conscious of how we feel, you know, animals get to just, I mean, big animals have a, a variety of emotions that they sit there and dwell with, but I don't think that like a lion runs into a tiger and sits there rest of the day, like, oh man, I wonder if he noticed that I was insecure, you know? It's like, <laughs> or I wonder what it would be like to be a tiger and, and yeah, you know? stripes in my life. Yeah, you know, it, it, exactly. It's like, I think that those things kind of, uh, you have to remind yourself that it's not, you know, that nobody's perfect. And I think that, you know, if if you have family, it's it's nice to reconnect with family. Like moms, moms are the best. I think that my mom has really helped me through a lot of really hard times and been super supportive and just, you know, growing up kind of as a fucked up, I always felt like I was living down and, and to be in a completely different position now and feel like I'm making her proud. It still feels strange because I feel like at any point I'm going to disappoint my mom, but she's, just, she's been so amazing and just they're just a reminder that you're like that you you know that you were this innocent kid once and that and that you know that the world can still be simple i think you know when you, when yeah. you talk to your mom and and i think that everybody needs a little bit more of their mom in their life you know i 100 percent agree I, I she's the first person i always go to <laughs> i don't know what i would do without her and i i am yeah. so so thankful you know, for for my mom, and I love hearing that you uh, that she's helped you through a lot of things. Would you consider yourself a spiritual person? A what? Spiritual? Mm-hmm. Um, I I mean I believe ghosts things. Those are spirits, right? What are ghosts? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm a spiritual person in 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 the realm of the occult more so than in the realm of the, the religious pious and thing. pious and religious and religious yeah and religious. <laughs> religious. <laughs> <Not a> word. <laughs> no, uh, um, I mean I I grew up Roman Catholic and um, right around the 
time when my parents were dealing with my dad having cancer, there was this time where they kind of lapsed from it. My mom's my, my mom's on and off with it. You know, she's never given it up, but it's just I saw this thing that I always kind of thought was BS all of a sudden my parents' eyes be kind of like, what kind of God would do this to his children? You know? Yeah. Um, and and it just it. I never I never felt like in church. I always sat there and watched people, you know, and I watched them have this experience, you know, and it's, I mean, it's, it's a common theme I've had in a lot of life is just feel like, feeling like I'm watching people have these experiences that I've never had, you know, like when you see people, oh, yeah. you see people they're like, I wonder what that feels like. Cause I've never fucking felt that, you know, um, <laughs> it's it, like religion was one of the first times of that, you know, it was like having these kind of complex things. I mean, when you think about it, it's like a crazy thing to like, to tell kids when they like, don't even understand like the concept of the words that, have to do with the sentences that you're putting together, you know? Yeah. It's like, like, like to, to, to indoctrinate them with these, like, complicated, like, stories of morality. That, um, you don't believe you know, that? What's wrong with you? Yeah, yeah, you know? And it's just, and and, 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 they're, and they're, it's the same time that they hear, like, Mother Goose, like, all, the, all these religious tales, like, not mixed in with Aesop's fables and, you know, like, like the, the, um, Hand Christian Anderson stuff and like all these all these different uh the, the Grimm brothers, you know, other brothers Grimm or whatever, you know, like all these different things like in my mind when I was a young child when I got me together because all there were all these crazy stories about these like fantastic events. And so then to tell kids like, Oh no, this one is real. The other ones are make believe. Don't don't believe that shit. This one is really real and you have to run your life by it. You know, it's just kind of a it always seems silly to me. Um that being said, I mean there's there's a lot of people that it helps, you know. So um I think that, that that in a community sense, I've I, I'm fond of religion. I think that it can do a lot for for communities, and it's been there for a lot of people. It was there for my grandmother when she was um, going, you know, when it was like post World War One, and like you know, my grandparents' generation is like all they had during communism and during you know the the, the dark days, kind of. And, yeah. and so it's like you know, like what am I going to do? Argue with her about the last thing that she has in her life? It's like that's that'd be a asshole thing to do, you know? So it's like, I definitely don't have anything opposed to religion, but it's just I don't follow it. I I, yeah. I, I think that, you know, I appreciate Buddhism, I appreciate every, I, I appreciate aspects of every religion, you know? There's, there's there's definitely, like, a lot of things that I think it was useful for, and I think it was, and, and, and still is, and I think that it, it, it teaches a lot of lessons to people that might otherwise not think that way, but I think that in a lot of senses it can be used as a tool to both control people and to different people. I think of spirituality as different from religion, and where I'm from was very religious, and they don't make that distinction, but eventually I yeah. got wise to the fact that that is not... You can have some kind of, you know, statement, something that isn't a religion or a specific, like, deity. It can just be, like, faith in yourself. It can be yeah. um, faith in people and, and or, you know connection with just anything really so i'm curious do you have like a mantra of any kind or something uh, you tell yourself on the regular that's just like an encouraging tidbit or like you know self-talk helpful self-talk in that sense it's uh or it's I, always remember something like that uh i mean i kind of i, I kind of put it all in the song we just released called all you get, but, um, what's it called kind of like all you get yeah. Um, oh, and, so and, uh, and, and that one was kind of like, that was my current kind of little, you know, self pep talk kind of thing of just, it's all going to work out. I mean, I think that, that I, the, the, the mantra I, I have is that 
keep striving towards the the goal that you have, then and you never give up, and you then you'll either achieve them or you're die, or you'll die trying. So there's no, you know, and there's no either of those. So I think that um, if you just keep if you keep at it, if you keep the story's not over. It's like it's people people forget that the, that the part of the book that's that the happy ending is the ending. The other part is that when people don't live in a happy ending all the time, they they can feel like they're being cheated. I can feel like that. You know, like you, you look on the internet, and you feel like people being super happy or something. Or the, you know, the 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 ruse of that. And and I think that um, I think I just realized that you know, like there's there's not many stories that are just super happy all the time. You know, and but, and and I think the best ones want to take us to places kind of. You know, resonate. But I think that you know, like, like sometimes the resonant memories that we have that are bad and that we're ashamed of and stuff like that. It's like you have to realize that you're the only person that sees those things, and you, and you can kind of use those things as, you know, as comedic relief. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, it's the whole laugh now, cry later, or vice versa thing. You know, it's like cry now, laugh later. It's it, 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 it's kind of. You know, all, all the times in my life that that that, I, um, that were really hard, all the times that I felt like this is really like this is the worst it's ever been. I don't know what's going to happen. It's really all like I ended up on the other side of this now, you know. And every time looking back, it's like no, I would never want to be back at the beginning of that, but I did, and it felt impossible for you know when I was trying to get clean, when I was trying, when I was trying to get through like you know my felony charges where I was like sixteen forty eight years. And- it's just there was like all kinds of stuff like that that I was just like, I just like I got stabbed. There's just times where I was like, this is something I'm not going to come back from. You know, it's never going to be the same. It's never going to be good. It's always going to be shitty now. You know, yeah. and and then I got to the side of it, and it was and and this, the the things along the way like made my life the the story it is, and made me have to either grow or learn things about myself to help me grow later. And I think that that that's all. I mean. I, I, I guess I was lucky enough to dish a lot of really crazy things early on in my life, and uh, and because of that, it let me have kind of like you know like it let me realize you get over those things. You know, I, I think that, that that it's it's one of the it's one of the problems that that that, that um that happens when you don't have adversity in your life and when you don't have um, things pushing back when you're growing up is that when you finally have those problems, you know, if you're an adult and you've never had those problems before, then you're, it can break you, you know? <laughs> Being able to be in my, in my um, relative youth, in my 20s, for most of, like, the horrible things that happened in my life so far, let me be a better person now, you know? Or, or let me try to have perspective on how to be a better person for that. Let, let me, like, see that life continues after those things, and that it can get better, and that it can be, like, an amazing life that you never thought you or you know or planned you'd have and it, and a lot of it is um we we think that things are going to work out a certain way and when we don't reach those first goals we don't realize the goals we've already reached so i don't know i yeah. feel like i'm ranting a lot and it, no and that's no it's great it's great and and um any of the bits that i'm going to do my best with the audio because the audio is like uh a little sketch, but there's so much good stuff in there, and and awesome. yeah, I could really just let you run the whole <laughs> the whole interview, really. Um, but it's, that's that's one of the most encouraging things about you know just kind of watching your career for the past ten years, and and um, I've only been you know I've only been really watching for like probably six, but 
Um, and just you've you've always you've had a lot of setbacks, but every with every one of them you've come back stronger and more authentic and seemingly happier. And I I, I just think it's a great like I just love watching it. And well, that wasn't the smoothest ending in podcast history, but it is a fitting close for my interview with Michael Minner, which I enjoyed so much. Thanks for sticking with us for the last bit of that interview. I know it was super choppy, but I think it was well worth it for the little bits of encouragement in there. Some of the most special things come out of the choppiest waters, you know, like the Grand Canyon and smooth stones and crabs. Yo, guys, thanks for listening to the show. I had a lot of fun doing it, and hopefully you had fun listening to it from wherever you are. If you guys enjoyed the show, leaving a review would be dope. I wanted to share one last thing with you. Keep your head up and try to bring others with you. Also, this fall, I have an album coming out with my band, The Pretty Fantastics. It's called From the Sea. It's amazing. It's one of the best things that uh, I've had the pleasure to work on, friends. If you get a chance to listen to it, let me know how you feel. If you like it, share it with your friends because we do this on a person-to-person basis and that's how our music spreads. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. Let them all break your heart Tell them all they will not break your soul They will not take control They will not make you start giving up Better on down the road Head is up in the sky Everyone down below's never gonna get this high Let them all know Never gonna let them down Never gonna let them go Everything comes around Cause time is just a word Life is but a dream Love is all you need and-